You that are members of the church have not found it perfect, and I hope that you feel almost glad that you have not. If I had never joined a church till I had found one that was perfect, I should never have joined one at all. And the moment I did join it, if I had found one, I should have spoiled it, for it would not have been a perfect church after I had become a member of it. Still, imperfect as it is, it is the dearest place on earth to us. With the, with the church clap. I want to start a little bit differently tonight with something that I've never done because um, at times I've kind of cared what you guys thought about me, but tonight I don't exactly care. So we're going to give this a shot. I'm preacher jacking this from my favorite preacher that lives in Grants, New Mexico. This is called, called God's Child's Yell. Okay, so if everybody could stand on your feet for me, please. I'm going to have you repeat after me, but I'm going to need to repeat after me with some enthusiasm, otherwise it won't work. So Deidre on the slides, are you ready? All right. Repeat after me. I am God's child. I am somebody. Because God don't make no junk. Amen? Amen? Amen. You can be seated. I'm going uh, to tie that in to the, to the rest of the sermon in a little bit. Uh, first, I want to introduce myself. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt, and I get to work with the college students uh, here at Aggies for Christ week in and week out. And one thing I need you to know right off the jump is I care about you. I care about you. I don't know if you've heard that this week, and if you have, you probably haven't heard it enough, but I care about you. Uh, a week ago, I was having lunch with a friend, and, uh, and, and he kind of sat me down. He said, Matt, you know, what's the mission? What's your mission? What's Aggies for Christ's real mission? Now, when he asked me this, and just the type of kid that he is, I know he wasn't looking for a church answer. He didn't want some hyper-spiritual, hyper-religious hyper answer. And so I told him, I said, I said, all right. I took a breath, and I said, um, you know, I don't, care, I don't care if the people in the door are alcoholics. I don't care if they're addicted to drugs. I don't care if they come in cussing, if they're labeled as the partier or the, the, the slacker or whatever it is. I, I don't care. What I want I want to come to the door, I want to introduce them to Jesus, and I want them to get to know him. I want them to learn about his life. I want them to know that Jesus, from a historian standpoint, whether Christian or not, Jesus was a real guy that really walked this earth, okay? Uh, Christians and non-Christians will agree with that. Um, but once you start studying the evidence on the Christian side of things, Jesus was probably the real deal. There's just a lot of evidence that says that Jesus was who he says he was, that he was the real deal. So I want people to come. I want people to hear that. I want people to fall in love with him. I want people to start learning about his life and the things that he did and the way he lived his life and that, and that living a life for him in this life makes the most sense. And then maybe we'll start reading about him. Maybe we'll start reading the Bible, start reading the New Testament, start reading the gospel and seeing that the way Jesus lived his life, it makes the most sense. It makes the most sense for us today. 
So he said, uh, so he said if, I, if I'm getting this straight, you're talking about relationship over religion. Absolutely. It's absolutely what I'm talking about, relationship over religion. See, I care about your school, and I care about what major you're in, and I care about how many hours you're taking. I do. I, I care about all that. But most of all, I believe in the hope of heaven. I believe that God has this amazing place set aside for those who believe in him. And I also believe in the reality of hell and the emptiness and the, and the, uh, the desperate for goodness place that that's going to be. And I care where you end up. And I care where you end up. So I just thought I'd start with that tonight, letting you know that, that I care. That there's members um, of this body here tonight that care. That this church cares. And I thought I'd start with that because you walked into a church tonight that is hardly perfect. Hardly perfect. When I say church for the rest of the night, um, I want you to know that I'm not talking about these four walls. I'm not talking about the church across the street where we do our Sunday morning worship. I'm about the church as a group of believers, people who have said, I believe in Jesus, I believe what he did for me. That's the church, and the church is, the church is worldwide. I, I want you to know that this church is hardly perfect, because in the room tonight, there are those that are struggling with their faith. There are those with insecurities about their looks. There are those struggling with alcohol. There are couples in the room that are struggling to stay pure. There's people without a significant other that's struggling to stay pure. There's liars, there's cheats, there's gossipers. This is just a room full of sinners, and I love it because I fit right in. I fit right in. And as imperfect as it is, I think you need it. I think you need the church, and that's the case that we're going to build tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. See, we semester with a sermon series called uh, Great Expectations with the vision that this would be a series uh, that made us reevaluate our lives, that made us... Uh, that made us um, see if we're really getting the most out of this life. And we believe that to get the most out of this life, you have to have certainty about where you're going in the next life. Amen? Okay, see, we're doing this, this thing where I say amen, so you say it back, because that's pretty good preaching. To have, most, to have a most fulfilled life here in this life, we need to know, have certainty about where we're going in the next. Amen? Oh, that's so much better. So much better. Uh, so the first week, we talked talk about setting good, godly goals for our life. We called it our teos, okay? It's a Greek word that means our goal or our meaning. We talked about setting a good goal for that and doing things that get us there. And last week, we talked about the relationships in our life that help us pursue that cross. Not necessarily dating relationships, but just the people that we're letting get close to us, okay? Now, the case I want to build tonight is about the church. And that the church is just as important as helping you get to that cross as anything so with that being said, we're going to start tonight with a, with a passage from Scripture, um, and this is about the church. Second, sorry, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 reads like this. <coughs> so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So we're going to jump right into the sermon points tonight, and we're going to go through these kind of fast, one right after another. So on your seats tonight, uh, we, we gave you the sermon notes and the announcements, so right there at the bottom of the front page. Sermon point number one, perfectly imperfect church, you belong. At the perfectly imperfect church, you belong. 
there are so many circumstances that we're gonna run into where we feel like strangers and aliens. Our first day on campus, our freshman year, for some of you that was more recent than others, uh, step onto a campus of 17,000 people, it's hard not to feel like a stranger or an alien. Uh, the next stage in our life is gonna have us go into grown-up jobs where we have a new boss, we have new coworkers, maybe employees that we have to work with and you feel like a stranger or an alien. Or maybe the first time that you walked in here tonight and you got, swa got swarmed by a bunch of weird church kids, like, I get it, all right? You can feel like a stranger or an alien in a lot of different places, but the church, the church is a place where despite your, your race, your age, your gender, your past, or your present circumstance, you belong. You belong. <coughs> Sermon point number two. Perfectly imperfect church is built on Jesus. The perfectly imperfect is built. In that verse, verse 20 that we read uh, in Ephesians, it said, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Uh, the church is about Jesus. 2,000 years ago, it was about Jesus. Last week, it was about Jesus. Tomorrow, it'll be about Jesus. 2,000 years from now, it'll be about Jesus. And from my position as a preacher or speaker, if I've ever made all of this seem like it's about something else besides Jesus, I apologize to you. I apologize to you. I apologize to God. If I've made all of this seem like it's something besides about Jesus, I apologize. The church is not built on concrete forms. It's not these four walls. It's not these metal beams that, that run across the top. It's not it. The cornerstone is on Jesus. We just got back from Honduras. We took Aggies for Christ. We took about 20, uh, 23 people down there this summer. And we helped build a church building, a church building for a congregation that had been meeting under a mango tree for the past 13 years. Mango tree. Now, we gave a building, okay, and they're going to be able to bless a lot of people with that building. But they've been meeting under a mango tree because their foundation was on Christ, not on the building that they met in. Sermon point number three. <coughs> I've had this cough. Sermon point number three. The perfectly imperfect church reminds us of our identity. The perfectly imperfect church reminds us of our identity. See, in the early church, um, a lot of the early converts that he was getting to know, they were, uh, they were former Jews, all right? And so one of the things that, um, former, that, that Jewish services start with, that they start with doing this thing called the Shema, the Shema. Now, Shema is something uh, spoken as the group. They stand up, and in Hebrew, um, in Hebrew, they repeat the words. It's on the next slide. Shema is Adonai. Elohenu Adunai Kad. Kad. Good, right? That's pretty close to how you pronounce it. Uh, but even if it wasn't, you guys wouldn't know different, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, but it translates in English to, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And quoted at the beginning of every worship service, what this did is it served as a way for the people to remember who they were. They were God's. They were God's people. You see, that's what the church does. It, it reminds us of our identity in Christ. And it's what we did at the start of the service tonight. We claimed who we are. I am God's child. I am somebody. Because God don't make no junk. Amen. 
<laughs> Good job. <laughs> see, see, this is your identity. Forget what the campus across the street tells you about what a 20-something-year-old or an 18 to 20-something-year-old's identity should be. Forget what your past tells you about your identity. Forget what your bank account tells you about your identity. You are a child of the Most High God. And we have a church, a group of believers, who want to help you remember that week in and week out. Week in and week out. See, I came up here tonight with, uh, with about four pages of notes. Now, for a typical sermon, um, I try to keep it under half an hour. Last week, I had eight pages. Um, I want to prove a point tonight with a short sermon. The point is this. This church is not defined by these walls. The church is not me getting up here and speaking. The church is not Alex and Amber leading us in worship. The church is a believer taking a non-believer to Starbucks. The church is when you work out at the activity center. The church is fellowshipping together, be it over a meal or, or in prayer sometimes. That's the church. As believers, we're called to be the church when we leave this place. The last part of that verse that we read earlier was, uh, in him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. You see, the temple of God is expected to be a temple of God outside of Wednesday nights and outside of Sunday mornings. <clears throat> so to close tonight, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm going to read to you the announcements. I'm going to read the, the Aggies for Christ announcements like a pretty um, lame, unemotional way to end the service. Like, I get it, okay? Um, but I have a point. Tomorrow morning at 7, prayer breakfast, Aggies for Christ Lounge. The AFC Lounge is this really sweet room right down the hallway over here with, uh, with couches and, and Wi-Fi and free printing and coffee. The church is not just this typical setting. The church is a group of people that will pray together. That will pray, whoa. We're mixing slides. There we go. That's fine. The church is a group of people that will pray together, that will pray for this church and for that campus. Mason Moore, he's right there. Mason Moore is leading up uh, the AFC intramural teams. There's a co-rec football, co-rec basketball, and a men's flag football. If you're interested, the church is playing intramurals. See, if it wasn't for intramurals, we'd have about 250 people here at night. Intramurals just kills numbers here. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to create some teams, and we're going to go be the light in the darkness, and we're going to go have some fun competing, all right? The church is the AFC intramural team. <coughs> September 25th through the 27th is the AFC fall retreat. This is one of my favorite. It's, it's that good. This is one of my favorite times of the year. The, the fall retreat is a chance where us as the church, we get together and we go to the mountains, rest. We rest. There's going to be a worship service. There's going to be a speaker. I mean, there's, there's some church elements. I get it. But we're going to play capture the flag. And we're going to play catchphrase. And we're going we're gonna to take naps. And we're going to go hiking. And we're going to do homework. And it's going to be a good time. You can sign up for that in the back. And we're going to go Sabbath together. We're going to go rest together as a church. Also in the back, you can sign up for a small group. See, the church isn't this traditional setting. The church is all where we have conversations. Now, we can't really have a conversation right here. You can, you can talk back to me if you want, but I'm either going to publicly humiliate you or ignore you. 
so it's not really a great time for a conversation. But the church is where we want to get out of rows, we want to get in circles. We want to talk to each other about real questions about the faith, real doubts that we're having, real struggles that we're having, and we want to be there for each other in the small group setting. So you can sign up for one of those in the back. <coughs> and lastly, I want to give you uh, one of my favorite things about Aggies for Christ and one of the easiest ways to start being the church tonight, right when you leave the door. Uh, see, you're going to have about 10 to 15 extra minutes because of the short sermon, okay? Now, with that 10 to, ex uh, 10 to 15 extra minutes, I want you to come to my best friend Taylor's house. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Yeah, I'm right there. All right. For the past three semesters, Taylor has been um, inviting AFC into his home after AFC for something that we call Tea at Taylor's, okay? What Tea at Taylor's is, is it's a Christian house party, and every single one of you are invited. We listen to music. We, ha we drink sweet tea out of red Solo cups. We shoot pool. And we hang out. It is a Christian house party. And the point is this. The point ending early tonight is this. Is this is the church. This is the church. It's not this traditional setting that we always talk about, okay? It, it, going to Taylor's house and hanging out tonight, shooting pool while we listen to Jack Johnson, that's the church. I want AFC, I want this church group to show you what the church can be. I want to start tonight, right when you walk out of that door. So Taylor's going to be at the door with some, uh, some flyers when we leave tonight. <coughs> right now, I'm going to have the, the praise team come back. I'm going to, have you, I'm going to give, give them some time to get up here. Um, Alex, if I could get some background music so I could sound super spiritual for the rest of the talk, that'd be great. The... Uh, the song that we're going to sing, that we're going to close tonight with, is a song called Sanctuary, okay? Now, Sanctuary is this simple song, but it's this really powerful prayer from us to God. Asking God to prepare us to be the temple of God, to be the sanctuary uh, when we leave this place. You want to jump in on this too, Ryan, or what? <laughs> That's good. Tonight when we're singing this song, when we sing as a faith family, I want you to remember three things. One is no matter where you're at, you belong. You belong place, you belong with this church. Number two, and most importantly, is that this church is founded on Jesus. It's always gonna be about Jesus and it's gonna be about knowing him more. And then third, our identity is not in the building, it's in the promise that I am God's child. I am somebody. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, you built the church, and you love the church, and the church is your bride. I pray, God, that we can, uh, we can change our mindset, that the church isn't just these four walls that we're constrained to, and, and we just play church for half an hour or an hour every week. God, I pray that, uh, I pray that you just uh, change our lives to the point where when we walk this door tonight, we live a life that, that glorifies your son whether it be at the activity center, whether it be on the intramural field, whatever it is, God, I pray that we can be your church uh, wherever it is that we go. Lord, this church is built on you. It's built on your son. And tonight we are most thankful for what he did on the cross. And in his name we pray. And everyone said, amen.